you know, even if you don't have kids, sometimes just the changing of the season or changing of the weather brings about uh, changes in lifestyle. But sometimes my brain doesn't change quite as quickly. Oh, stupid brains just can't keep up. That's how summer can help to let your brain and your soul catch up if we let ourselves slow down, right? And sometimes you got to do that on purpose or we'll miss it. So this summer, let's slow down together. Welcome to the Hopology Podcast. I'm Gary, dad of Michaelin and Emily, and together with our families, we want to help you fulfill your hopes for a home you love, better family relationships, and rest and quiet in your soul. You can join this journey of hope at Hopology.com, or if you're already a Hopologist, you'll find a special bonus segment of this podcast, Honey, I Shrunk the Email, on how to use your email to slow down your summer. This episode... Let's adjust to summer on purpose. Let's change what makes us feel guilty. It's time to go to the pool. It's time to read. It's time to do less, expect less, enjoy a little more. We only get one of these per year of our life, right? It's like Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's gonna happen. What are we gonna do with it? We're gonna go with it and appreciate the opportunity it gives us? Or are we gonna wake up in September and go, oh, I missed another one. So let's slow down together and pull out our summer brain. Like every year around this time, you know, I have kids, so a lot of it, my life revolves around the school calendar. But even if you don't have kids, I think that's kind of mentally the same. Like I was talking to a friend the other day who she teaches a Bible study. Now she's single, doesn't have kids. She might even live by herself, but she teaches a Bible study and it just finished. And I asked her if she was going to continue teaching it. Um, and she said, well, I might pick it back up in the fall, but um, right now I need a break and I also want to go to the pool. <laughs> and so we laughed about it, but I thought, you know, she's applying the seasonal change to her schedule on purpose. And it's not just someone who has kids and the kids are home for the summer. I mean, she has her job probably, she doesn't work at a school. So I think her job stays the same through the summer and she keeps going to work. But in her personal life, she's decided for the summer she needs to take some time for herself or take some time to do some fun stuff because it's summertime and that's an important thing. And I appreciated that she wasn't just plowing through like, yes, I'm going to teach a summer study, which is perfectly fine if that's what you want to do. But I, I could relate with her decision. And sometimes that sounds so obvious. I have to decide on purpose. This is summer. So th some things are going to change and some things are going to be different for the next couple months than they would, than they will be in August or September. And in the summer, everything is different. We dress different. We eat salads instead. We read different books. Target sounds different. We play differently. But I feel like... Target sounds different? Yeah. Target <laughs> is louder in the summer because there's little kids in there. Don't you think, Emily? The grocery store sounds different in the summer. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's just a different experience. So that bleeds over into home and family and work life. But a lot of times, I don't set myself up to be ready for that, like Emily was saying. I just let it happen. And so half of the battle is like expectations of that. Even though I've changed other things, I changed my wardrobe and I start buying salads and I buy my summer beach reads. Oh, yeah, that's the best. Deciding, just deciding what to read at the beach is such a <laughs> gift. The problem is sometimes I don't actually read it, but it's so fun to make a little list. Like just this morning, Shauna um, put on her Instagram a photo of the calendar and it's June 1st and she talked about how this season, she said this season, um, she's it's her favorite season. She says, I'll be a little harder to reach and slower to respond via email and text. 
And then she said, I'll be taking a break from speaking and writing at some of the places I usually do. If you don't hear from me right away or I say no thank you, please know I'm always thankful for your message. And basically she's saying, I'll pick it back up in the next season, but just letting you know right now, this is the season I'm in. (laughs) I wish everyone would do that. I wish that was just the way of the world is that, hey, it's June 1st. We're all going to slow down together. I mean, humanly, summer is June. It starts June 1st and goes to the end of August, even though the season begins, you know, June 21st and it goes into September. Right. We all know it's June 1st. We all know the the end of August. (laughs) Well, last year, I remember we were at the beach at the summer solstice and it was. Yeah, June 19th, June 20th, and it was the longest day of the year, and I watched the sunrise that morning, and I think I even kind of-ish watched it set that night, because we're at the beach, and it's easy, Um, but I remember thinking as I stood there on the longest day of the year on the beach, and I thought, you know, today is the day that half the world experiences the longest day of the year, and the other half, I guess, is this right, science experiences the shortest (laughs) day of their year, right? It's like the opposite. And so I thought, you know, the world is tilted on its axis, but sometimes I live as if it's straight up and down. And I want all of my days to be the same. I want everything regimented so that I know what to expect. But that's not the way God made the world. He tilted it so that half half the world is at a different pattern and we run on seasons and we have, you know, the leaves change and it snows, but it's also sunny and it's it's different. And I feel like I would do well to take my living cues from nature and from the way God made things to go. But it, sometimes it feels counterintuitive because I, I admit it takes me several weeks to convince my brain once the kids get home that I can't maintain the same schedule of work in the summertime that I do when they're in school. And I always feel like summer comes right at the right time when you're ready when you're for ready. a break <laughs> because you've been working your tail off for nine months in a way or you've been doing it a certain way for nine months. So you do feel kind of ready for it if you let yourself. If you let yourself. If you're aware. Yeah, exactly. And even, I don't know with what you do, but I know like with writing Nesting Place, the rhythm of Nesting Place is it's a lot of women like me reading it and they are doing the same thing I am. So they're not reading as much and they certainly don't want a big bunch of words to have to read. So to recognize the rhythm of part of what I do is the natural slowdown of people who even want to stop by. I can take advantage of that and be slower, like give myself permission to be a little bit slower with it. You know what I've done before? I'll get up early on the last day of school and want to walk around and watch the kids getting on the bus on the last day of school. (laughs) And I'll do it on the first day of school too, even though I don't know any of these kids. But you think about... a little weird. You think about your own life, you know, when you were doing the same thing and when, when you guys were growing up. You had a whole experience during a whole school year. It'll never be repeated. All that ways that you've changed during that school year. Now you're going into a summer that'll be unique and free. And I remember how it used to feel, you know, when you, school was out. It was going to last so long. It, was, it felt like 10 years, you know. When you were a kid, I'd get some uh, Cool Pops, you know, those squeegee, freezy things that you put in the freezer, you know, and they're in the plastic. Yeah, and like, they cut the sides, the corners of your mouth get cut. Yes. Yeah, flavored Kool-Aid that's frozen. And I'd go sit under a tree, and I had my favorite book, like the Pink Motel, I remember one year, <laughs> sitting under a tree. And that day, you know, so I'm looking at these kids thinking of that's what they're, they're starting, all that rhythm. And you can see the difference in the mom's postures, too, on, <laughs> at the school bus on the first day of school and the last day of school. <laughs> you know that Christmas song at the end? Mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. You know that part? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I always, when I was a kid, I didn't understand that line. I was like, <laughs> why would anybody not be able to wait for school to start again? What does that even represent? And now I'm like, and mom and dad hardly wait. You know, I'm like singing with gusto on Christmas break. <laughs> I understand that line now. <laughs> But it is. It's like the world, my soul needs a solstice, I feel like, if that's right. a line I can say. That's good. It, because it, it does. And I am always so thankful when I finally settle into it. For the last few years, our family has gone, um, John's side of the family, his brother, sister, their families, and his mom. We go to the beach and rent a big beach house, and we stay there for a week the day after school gets out. So my preference would be to have a week or so to sort of settle in and pack and everything. But instead, we're like, last day of school, awards day, graduate, you know, all the things, and then pack the car and go. But then once we get there, it's like, ah, it's like, but I realize it. I'm glad that it's a week because it takes me about three days to get into the mood. Yeah. <laughs> once recognizing, you're there. Yeah, of recognizing like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay, got it. But I've learned, I'm trying to learn how to, add that into my everyday life um, in different little ways as far as like giving myself room to breathe in the morning or just doing little things to sort of help me settle into the day. What are you doing uh, for this year, like on purpose for this summer so that you don't get to the end of the summer and then go, well, I survived or, you know, you have regrets because you <laughs> thought, you know, you should try to make something of it in some way. One thing I do and I've done this before and it helps me is this is so simple and kind of silly, but it helps me is to make a list of yes, things. a list. I make a list of two things. Um, one is the things that I'm going to have to change, like maybe the things I'm giving up or the things that are going to be different. But then the other is a because list. Because it's of, summer, you mean? Yeah. The other you is make a, a list of things that are going to be different because it's summer. Yeah. I just have to mentally engage that, okay, these are, this is what I might be losing, but this is what I'm gaining. So I might be losing being able to write for five hours in a row, but I'm gaining, um, my niece is coming over at eight in the morning and listen to them play dolls and it's so fun and so sweet, you know? You do gaining um, and losing too? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like those two things, I sort of think about it that way because that's awesome. It's, it's a trade, you know? It's like, you lose some things, you gain some things. And then in the new season, the list is going to be different. But I I learn by writing things down. Even when, like, if I'm at church, I take notes, not because everything the pastor says is profound, although sometimes it is. But I just have to take notes to sort of keep engaged. Yeah, I do the same thing. But not to keep engaged, because it's always engaging to me, because I'm always in a spiritual mood when we're at church on Sunday. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but it just so, doing it with my hand, with you know, a pen and paper just helps me, helps make it real. Sometimes if I don't write something down, it doesn't feel real. Is that so weird? That's kind of weird. I feel the same way. <laughs> and sometimes typing it in your phone is not the same as having no. it like on a note card or in a notebook. Negative. Yeah, I have to write it down. I have the same thing written down. Like, what have I added and what can I let go of in the summer? And sometimes I feel like... So you both do that? Well, I think about it. I don't necessarily like have a framed list in my office that I Have you talked about this together at. before, though? Or is this something everybody does that I don't know about? We've never talked about it, I don't think. I like the, the what can I let go of is my favorite. <laughs> uh. Because it lets you off. I like let myself off the hook of some things every year. And I need, I need to do that every summer or else it piles on. And then in three years, I'm a crazy person. So it's nice to have the reminder of... What can I let go of during this time? And then I can pick it back up slowly in the fall. What's on your list now? 
to let go of? Yeah, like this year. Like one thing I let go of is email. I kind of let go of that in the summer. Um, And just let go of kind of during the school year, you know, you have this time that your kids aren't home if your kids are in school. And I know when they're home that I'm not going to have all of that time to myself. That's sometimes uninterrupted. But I think Emily and I were talking about this. I find that I naturally just wake up earlier in the summer than I do during the school year because the sun's up earlier and because I'm always on the quest for that four hour chunk of uninterrupted time to think and work and piddle around whatever it is I decide I want to do. So it just works out that if I wake up early, it's like bonus time because everyone's sleep until 10 and the older they get, the longer they sleep. <laughs> so who knows how long they're going to sleep this year. I might have to wake them up at lunchtime. I don't even know. <laughs> they're all like big teenagers with stinky feet now and mustaches. So um, mustache Mustache-eye. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I might still get to work till four. I don't even know. <laughs> My expectations are, you know, I can do my own thing kind of until lunchish, but then after that, I'm like, summer mom, what are we doing? Yeah, the expectation changes the whole game. And last year, I had one little thing I wanted to do. Now, you know, we had big things, like we went as a family somewhere, and we had 4th of July here, like we had fun things that we did, but I had this one little thing I wanted to do, it was so dumb. But I love going tubing, and we used to drive to Asheville and go tubing at a place there. And the boys and I are going to do that this summer. I think Chad has to work. But we, when we bought this property, there's a river, one property over, that goes through our town, and it's the perfect tubing river. And last year, I just wanted to go tubing on the river. And I didn't know much about it, so I kind of researched it. And Dad and Cademan did the canoe. And I think you guys said you saw tubers. Like, every now and then I'll drive over the river and I'll look down. I'll see people on a tube, so I know it's possible. Okay. So I ordered <laughs> one tube because I thought, well, I'm not going to order five $25 tubes from yeah, we, Amazon. We and did it in the canoe. So, yeah, Dad did it in the canoe. So then I bought one tube and blew it up. And then I'm like, well, no one's going to – I'm not going to go tube by myself. <laughs> 40 year old woman drowned in the river tubing alone (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i said it in the pool but i wanted to tube in the river and i never did so now i'm like this year i am tubing in the river (laughs) it is the easiest thing i mean i could get up if i had more than one tube i mean i could do it alone right now but why did i know i never did it (laughs) so do you have a date that you're gonna do it this summer no well why don't you I don't have another tube yet. <laughs> I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, it's like all I want to do this summer is tube. It's in the middle of, I mean, when you're when you're on that little river. You don't, don't tell me. I already know it's wonderful. You don't see you anything. You don't even see any houses. You don't hear anything. But you know what you can do? You can cheat. What do you mean? You take your phone in a waterproof thing and you can see where you are on the map oh that's and smart. just to make sure you're not super lost or anything, right you know? that's so smart it you didn't like, end up in florida or yeah. something <laughs> but it does the world actually that river does go to the atlantic ocean it oh ends up in georgetown so well don't weird. all rivers South go Carolina. to the ocean well yeah yeah well it's like all them. dogs go to heaven yeah, i guess maybe they all do so <laughs> i don't know Tube is a weird word, P.S. It's horrible. And the tube that I got is the most <laughs> hilarious Amazon reviews. <laughs> Why? What did they say? Um, hold on. Talk about something else and I'll look it up and read it to you. (Laughter) 
I never think of summer like you guys do. I don't think of it purposefully, you know. Once the kids are grown and everything, that sort of changes how that how summer changes. Well, but you've talked about thinking of your life in periods of two to three months, haven't you? Or six to eight weeks? Yeah. You've oh, talked yeah. about that. Yeah. So do you have anything for the next six to eight weeks? We'll just trick you and ask you in a different uh, way. Well, this year's is so different because we're trying to finish a house and move into a house. Oh, right. So we're so just trying that. to survive and get through that, you know. So, so survival. Yeah. And some survival. seasons are like that. Yeah, so I, I tell you what, though, um, C.J. Mahaney wrote an article. He's a real great, great spiritual guy. He wrote an article about vacations and leadership, and it's mainly written to dads, so I'm not going to go. I shouldn't say anything about it. Just I read it, and it made me feel horrible <laughs> in a certain oh my way. Gosh. Well, but I, it also was, it was asking the dads and the men to up their game when it comes to their families and how you think about vacation. And basically, he said... The success of any family vacation in the summer is always contingent on the dad's attitude and leadership. And he sets the whole tone, and basically he spends time telling dad, this is not a vacation for you. <laughs> that you are a servant of your family, and you're to demonstrate joy and gratitude. And that is the only thing that's going to make the big, memorable, memorable vacation that you've always wanted. Because your kids are going to be watching you like crazy and what your attitude is. And I thought, you mean I don't get a vacation? <laughs> and he tells the guy, he tells you in there, vacations with your family are not a vacation for the dad. Well, but you know what? I would tell you right now, a whole bunch of moms are raising their hands because I don't think moms ever feel like the vacation is a vacation either. It's just like you take home to someplace right. else. You just have and to it makes, do all your work in another location where you don't have your pots with and worse pans. stuff. Well, yeah. just like, and so just, <laughs> if you change your attitude about what to expect about work or family and stuff during the summer... That really helps, you know, because you're not yeah. going to get mad and frustrated. You've already adjusted, right? It's right. the same thing with the dad if, if he embraced this, uh, which I know none of the dads are listening. Uh, but there is Google, C.J. Mahaney, Vacation and Leadership. And don't read it. And don't read it. Yeah, because you'll hate your husband. <laughs> He's got to embrace it on his own. But like, just like we think about that for the summer, if the dad embraces that and thinks about it, and I've tried to do that before, it completely changed my experience of what the vacation was. And I, I, because I knew I was, had, a, had this important role of, of demonstrating gratitude and joyfulness, then it changed the things that, that I, got me frustrated. I didn't get frustrated about all the little things anymore because I thought, well, I'm actually accomplishing something really big. What a fantastic job I have right here right now. It's not a vacation, but it's a really good thing. And it only comes, you know, once or twice a year when you can do it. I bet there's some dads listening. I'm just saying. We're going to hear from them, too. Um, we didn't really take many vacations when we were kids. Oh, we, never, we never took vacations. And I didn't care. Like, I didn't know we weren't taking a vacation. We never took vacations. We never went out to eat. We never took vacations. We went to McDonald's a few times. Yeah. And Brown County. We went oh, to yeah. Kings Island once. I didn't go. <laughs> I was too little. <laughs> Serves I you right. I still remember. You got to watch it on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> you brought me back a cup. That had Fred Flintstone on it. I oh, will never you're forget. Oh, a baby. <laughs> she if I was it. old enough to remember being left out, I was old enough to go to well, Kings Island. Tell it to mom and dad. Don't be. Don't hold it out on me. <laughs> I think I just did. <laughs> but do you want to go to Kings Island? <laughs> you piping in? We went to Kings Island. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the reviews. On yeah, the, um, I can't read them. They are full of swear words. <laughs> drunkards really? i mean Are the title of one is all oh, snap <laughs> <laughs> like in a good way or a bad way oh they okay. loved it 
These are some <laughs> twisted sisters at Intext River Run. <laughs> these, are the, these are the reviews of the The Intext River Run River Tube. Sport Lounge, the, the, inflatable water float, 53 diameter. People love it. I mean, they're getting, they I can love see it. the uh, They're trying to outdo each other in their, like, ridiculous reviews, so. Oh, they're trying to outdo each other in saying how awesome it is. Right. It's like a review slam. Yeah. That's funny. We can link you to you, it. You looked it up and well, you can't share anything? I had to sit here and read it. I did, trouble? and I didn't even hear what y'all were talking about for 10 minutes. <sighs> Too bad you missed it. It was awesome. Purpose. Wasn't it, M? Yeah, it was the best part of the Golly, day. Golly, Michael, and I can't believe you missed it. Oh, well. Okay. That's it. <laughs> no no reviews. Oh, we killed time sorry. so you could go to the reviews. I couldn't read them. And then when the ones that were good all were full of swear words. <laughs> we'll just beep They're it. like, by the way, I was <laughs> drunk when I did it, but... I'm 350 pounds, and this helped me just fine. I mean, I don't know that we want to put that on there. <laughs> it had not one cup holder, but two. You know, I mean. It has cup holders? Oh, yeah, and a headrest. What? It's like a lazy boy that floats. Professional models. It's for, like, lounging. It's it, not for, like, it says, pull um, me behind a boat. No, no. Yeah, we bought a couple of these Cadillac tubes, and we were the envy of the river. Man, I want to I get on that thing. <laughs> the bottom is solid, so if you fall asleep, you won't slip through and scrape your beep. <laughs> I've had it for two seasons, 15 rides, and they are still perfect. That's the kind of reviews. They're just funny. You got it. And you didn't use it last year. No, and it's still inflated. That says something. It's been oh, yeah, inflated it kept it there for a year. the whole time. Wow. <laughs> Michael gets lots of texts. That one. What? She gets lots of I texts. Know. They're just, just texting she, her like crazy. Just stop. <laughs> Who is it? Your she fans or peeps? How is, is that it? possible? I don't know. <laughs> you don't ever respond to texts. I know. I've tried to she, train everyone. She's not responding. That it's worthless. To, she's not responding to any of these. She's not even looking at them. Yeah, I have a system. It's called phasing people out. <laughs> have you phased us out? It's not working. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder i have friends what were we talking about tubing summer oh right yeah sure. well but you know if you're in australia winter so let's right. be sensitive just apply this in six months it's not the same yeah it's different oh, applied in six months yeah right <laughs> sorry i'm a little slow no i wondered if it's the same too <laughs> i just think that recognizing the rhythms and there was one thing i thought about that always makes me laugh it's when you go in hobby lobby in the summer and they have christmas stuff oh yeah and yeah. everyone's like oh i can't believe these stores are rushing christmas oh. well that's not what they're doing at all yeah. crafters shop at hobby lobby plan ahead and crafters rhythm is the shows are in the spring and in the fall and in the summer they're making their merchandise for christmas so if hobby lobby wants to sell crafters christmas stuff they yeah. have to sell it in the summer i love it they're not trying to get like the normal joe to buy their christmas ornaments in july but it's for the people that work on stuff in the summer because they know that's when they make their winter products hmm. you know so, so if you're annoyed you're most likely not their target yes for the, so for the christmas it's okay to be annoyed for the christmas. but no they're not trying to rush everyone into like celebrating christmas they're just serving their clientele but don't you think some stores do? I mean, you know, Target yes. or whoever, you know, they put out like Christmas candy the day after Halloween type thing. Yes, that that's happens. different. The day after Halloween is that's Russian a real Christmas. <laughs> then you're allowed to be mad on November 1st. <laughs> Although remember when you used to put out your garland on the day after Halloween? Oh, I couldn't wait. Because when you go over the top, like I used to do, 
with your Christmas decorations, there's not time to wait. (laughs) Otherwise, you don't get to enjoy it. (laughs) You better put it up early. Otherwise, you're just putting it up and the next day you're starting to take it it all down. (laughs) Right. Yeah, there was method to that madness. Yeah, it made sense at the time. Did we talk about how we wake up earlier in the summer? In the, in the school year, I know that at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing, whether I woke, whatever time I woke up, and I'm going to go make the lunches and get the breakfast ready and walk the kids to school and maybe exercise. And so the day will start again at 9 a.m. maybe. The summer, I don't have to stop at 7. I know I can wake up at 5 and work straight up until, like you said, they wake, they get out of bed. And even when they get out of bed, they're like doing their own thing kind of for a little while. So I could get four or five hours of sort of work in in the morning. You mean you get more done when the kids are home than you would when they're gone? If I get up early enough, yeah. Because of the the nature of the morning, I just work faster in the morning. It's not that I get more hours. It's that I get more peak hours of brain energy in the summer. That is possible. You're breaking all the stereotypes of summer. It's the morning time if I can wake up early enough, which is easier to do in the summer because it's like, oh, the sun's coming up and it's still in the fives. By the way, this is how geeky I am. Like when I take my walks, you know, in the morning, I had to look up when are the absolute brightest days, you know, of the uh, summer. And I guess you'd say the long, they're the longest days. And it's that period basically from June 10th until about July 6th. And I always know right after 4th of July, the slide towards Christmas has begun. <laughs> <laughs> and right after 4th of July, I start playing Christmas music. Do you know something I realized is that every year, 4th of July, I always look forward to the 4th of July, but every year on the 4th of July, I'm a little bit sad. And I think it's because of what you just said, is that it feels like it's a transition from like, summer is coming to summer is leaving. And Ron and I, we went on a trip the other day, a car to Charlotte, and as we were talking about summer and making plans, we made an intentional decision to have a gathering at our house on the 4th of July because I always am a little bit sad on the 4th. For one thing, it's one of those like middle of the summer hall. I always think we're going to have plans for and then I don't make plans. And then it turns out that we don't have anything to do. (laughs) But this year we like made plans on purpose. We're going to have a cookout and do all the like 4th of July things at our house. So I'm really looking forward to it. Fourth of July does feel like that. That's so true. It is. It's like the it's the high it's the high water mark <laughs> for summer. Yep. And then it's the tide's mm-hmm. beginning to go out after that. Three weeks after the fourth of July, NFL teams will begin practicing. Oh man. And a couple weeks after that, kids go back to school. <laughs> a couple weeks after that, college football starts. Gosh. And it all happens in like two week increments. You go from a full blown summer mentality to a fall mentality and the weather has not changed. But you're in all back-to-school mode and everything. Right. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Okay. To connect with Michaelin, visit thenester.com. To connect with Emily, visit chattingatthesky.com. To connect with our family, visit hopology.com, where member hopologists can listen to a bonus segment of this podcast, Honey, I Shrunk the Email, and use your email to slow down your summer. Thanks for listening to the Hopology Podcast. Hopology Podcast.